Welcome to Truth Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Yvette, and today we will be taking a journey through the scriptures to learn more about the women in the Bible. I'm so glad to take this journey with you. Thank you for joining us. Let's go ahead and get started. And welcome back to another podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Ruth. Now the name Ruth means friendship. She was generous and loyal and loving. Uh, she was strong and serene, able to take unusual risk, dealing actively with life circumstances. Now, her sorrow was that she had lost her husband, her homeland, and family. But her joy was that she discovered firsthand the generous, loyal, and loving nature of God. And he provided her with a husband, a son, and a home to call her own. You can find key scriptures for Ruth in the book of Ruth, chapters 2 through 4, also in Matthew chapter 1, verse 5. As we read the story, it starts off by saying that it was harvest time in Israel when Boaz laid eyes on the young woman. According to Israel's law and custom, the poor had the right to gather whatever the harvesters missed. Ruth toiled quickly and efficiently. He noticed her stuffing grain into her sack and slinging it across her shoulder. So he was taking quite a a notice to her. Now strands of black hair escaped her head covering, softly framing olive-colored skin, still smooth despite the sun. She rested, but only for a moment. Her eyes worry for the sign of trouble from the men working in the fields. Now, gleaning was rough work and dangerous, especially for an attractive young foreigner, alone and unprotected. Now, everyone in Bethlehem had been talking about Boaz's relative, Naomi, and her unexpected return. Ruth, he knew, had come with her. He had heard of their shared tragedy and extraordinary loyalty the young woman had displayed toward her mother-in-law, even promising to renounce Moab's idols for Israel's God. Now, a man could wish for such a friend as Ruth had been to Naomi. Now, determined to repay her kindness in some way, Boaz called to her. My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with my servant girls. Watch the fields where the men are harvesting and follow along after the girls. I have told the men not to touch you. The young woman smiled in agreement. Later, he spoke to Ruth again. This time offering her bread and roasted grain for her dinner. When she finished eating, Boaz instructed his men to pull out some stock of grain and send them with her on her way. It was good to see her leaving that night with a bag full of harvest. Now, the day after day, he watched her. And one evening, Boaz had finished eating and drinking. 
Now he lay under the stars at the far end of the grain pile. With so many men to guard the harvest, robbers wouldn't dare approach. But in the middle of the night, he woke, realizing that someone had had dared to come near him. To his surprise, he discovered an intruder was neither a robber nor a man, but a woman who laid at his feet. Now, she too was awake. And she says, I am your servant, Ruth. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a kingsman redeemer. He could hardly believe her words. The young woman had taken a remarkable risk, showing up at night and laying down so close to him. Quickly, he covered her saying, The Lord bless you. This kindness is greater than that which you have showed, Naomi. You have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you and all that you ask. So Ruth lay at his feet until morning. Waking up before the early light could reveal her presence to others. So she had a late night rendezvous with her Boaz, right? So at the end of it, they ended up um, getting married. But they didn't get married right away because the only one thing that could spoil things was that there was another relative that was closer to Naomi than Boaz was. A man who could play the role of Kingsman Redeemer and marry Ruth and restoring her dead husband's name. This man was entitled to purchase the fields belonging to Naomi. If he had purchased the field by law, he had to marry Ruth as well. So that would really destroy Boaz's hope of making Ruth his wife. So Boaz wasted no time. He went to the man and basically told him now the man seemed interested enough in the land but as soon as he heard about the marriage being part of the bargain he relinquished his rights to the land and gave it to Boaz so now Ruth and Boaz were able to get married so they also welcomed a young son and named him Obed. Now, Boaz watched one day as Naomi held her grandson to her breast. Surrounded by other women of Bethlehem, she looked young again, more like the woman he remembered when her husband was alive. He watched as the women talked with Naomi regarding the child. Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a kingsman redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your own in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given birth. 
so everybody could see the loyalty of Ruth. And Boaz definitely saw the loyalty of Ruth and how loving she was. And, you know, Boaz was good-hearted. He felt strong and young again uh, with Ruth, you know, that brought something, being with Ruth brought something out in Boaz, you know. And then it says that, um, that it talks about the genealogy. <clears throat> and I'm reading from a book, just in case you don't know, it's called The Women of the Bible. It's a one-year devotional, and it and it breaks down um, the women. But I like this part when it talks about the genealogy of how Boaz and Ruth are connected to Jesus. Now, it says that for their son, Obed became the father of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of David. In addition to being da- uh, King David's great-grandparents, both Boaz and Ruth are mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus of Nazareth, who is, after all, our own Kingsman Redeemer. So, that that alone is just like, wow, it's so beautiful how we can read basically the genealogy of Jesus, right? And we can see how God uses people and we can see how, you know, God puts together people for the good of, of everyone. So this was a plan. This was planned out. Everything was planned out. Like it was, it's just so beautiful to hear the story of, of these two people. So then I want to talk about her promise. Now it says, all that Ruth did was done for love for her mother-in-law and for the love of Naomi's God. She made a promise on the road to Bethlehem that she was determined to keep. Though it was a promise made by one woman to another, this is often quoted in wedding ceremonies as an eloquent expression of love and loyalty between spouses. Ruth had no way of knowing that her way of blessing Naomi would eventually become a blessing in her own life. That's just the divine irony of our God, who delights so much in seeing us love and bless others that he turns that love and blessing back on to us, double measure. So, I want to go ahead and let's reflect on, let's see, it says Ruth 4, Ruth chapter 4, verse 14 through 15, where it says, the woman said to Naomi, praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a kingsman redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons has given him birth. So let's praise God that he provides for those who have no one to provide for them. And let's offer thanks for the way God has used all 
other women, our mothers, our mother-in-laws, our sisters, our daughters to provide for us. And let's confess to God any tendency to compare ourselves with other women. And also, let's ask God to help us appreciate our own mother and mother-in-laws and to give us a vision of the power of two women linked by love and faith. I like what it says about let's lift our hearts. It says it's easy to assume the important women in our lives know how much we cherish them. But Mother's Day around the corner and lots of Mother's Day cards and friendship cards, maybe even Facebook posts or Instagram posts, as nice as they are to get and to give, they don't really do the trick. We also need to verbalize our love sincerely and regularly. Don't wait until Mother's Day to treat your mother, mother-in-law, or an older friend to tea or to lunch. Tell her just how much you care about, about her. And take time beforehand to think about all the wonderful qualities. Take notes so that you can be specific. I know right now during quarantine, it's hard to take people to go eat um, or to have coffee. But you can always maybe pick up some coffee and drop it off with a note. You can call and have a conversation with them. Like, there's many things that we can do right now if we can't get out to, to see our loved ones. Maybe FaceTime, everybody's doing Zoom, you know where we can see one another um but be creative now you might you might even um want to maybe draw something for them I know that sounds so childish to draw a picture but it's just try it draw a picture you're a grown person draw a picture of your family member and and write something special to them There's nothing that says I love you more than something creative that you made. Whether it's a plant that you made, that you you repotted, that you grew from scratch. Um, I don't know. Just be creative with it. And and that really will show somebody how much you love and and, uh, care for them. You know, some people like to receive gifts. Other people like to give gifts. Other people like to spend time. I think that's the five, five, what is it called? The, like, moments like this, I wish I had someone to talk to. But I think that's the five love languages. If you never heard of it, check it out. And you can see what's your love language. But some people like um, to, to be touched. Like, not in a freaky way, but like you know, like a massage or something, um, holding hands, caress the hair, like that kind of loving stuff. Um, some people like to spend time, you know, I know that spending time with my daughter, she really likes that. So I know that that's her love language is me spending time with her, whether we're playing her toys, we're doing homework together. 
um, braiding her hair, whatever. It's spending the quality time that she really enjoys. So, and her second love language would be getting gifts, which that's my first love language. And yeah, but that's just me. I want to go ahead and close in prayer. Um, so let's just take this time to decompress and just thank God for everything that he's done. Thank you, Lord, for the women um, that you have put in our lives and who have played such important roles in our lives. We ask that you that you bless each one in a very special way today, tomorrow, that you bless them always. And Lord, help um, help us to find ways to express to others um, our love and our gratitude towards them. Help us to be creative. Help us to just do our best to express how much we love and care for people. And um, may they be receptive to to us, Father. And may they see the genuine um, love that we are trying to express. So we thank you, Father, for your love, for your loyalty, and for your generosity, Father God. And we thank you for, for, for love. We thank you for love and for friendship. And thank you for blessing us. Amen. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Join us next week. If you like to connect with us, look for us on Facebook group. We are Daughters of the King. Thank you.